John O'Ben and Sharon. We're well, just John O'Ben. Uh, Sharon's sick today. Yeah, and- no, might I say the house is starting to get very messy, Ben. Why is the house messy? Sharon's been away for a day. Hey, it's not affecting even- your home life. <laughs> she, doesn't- <laughs> she doesn't even live with me. So I don't know. I'm just a very messy person. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with Sharon being sick. <laughs> uh, today the on studio's the show- looking great, though. But my house is incredibly... Needs a vacuum. Right, need to do the windows. Don't get into your life problems. <laughs> After four o'clock on the show, we've got cash to give away. More Instacash for you. Uh, but next, we're doing Cool Town, bro. We're bringing yeah. the radio show and the TV show um, to your town. We got cocky. We thought that everyone in Wanganui wanted us there. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Turns out, Wanganui's not such a welcoming place. We're not. Well, one, one particular person didn't want us there. It wasn't great. We're going to play it's that good, call it, next. It might be a Fonganui to Fonganui. <laughs> I'll say that oh, much. Oh, yeah, Fonganui. John O'Ben and Sharon. On the edge. We're doing Cool Town, bro. Thanks to our mates at Hellenstein Brothers, bringing the radio and the TV shows to a town, the town that wants us. It's been it's been going great. We've been feeling good oh, about it, haven't we? We've been firing off cash cannons. People, old old you know, people have been mauling each other over five dollar notes <laughs> falling from the sky. That's been a joy to watch, isn't we, it? We broke a world record for the most amount of people inside a G string in Nelson. Got three hundred and twenty two people there. It was as, a great yeah, day, as they say in the game in the biz, you know, making noise in the market. Yeah. That's what they've been saying. Uh, oh, we've been making a lot of noise. Yeah. Producer Dan, we've been making noise, haven't we? Yeah, we, uh, Jono kissed a baby yeah. down in Nelson. Yeah. We're kissing babies. Yeah, yeah. I, I kissed Jono. He looks like a baby, yeah. so you know, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a great day all around. Actually, it was, without a word of a lie, a lady handed me to her two babies. Like, they wouldn't even be three months old. I She's like, here, hold these. I saw it. Johnny looked extremely awkward. Oh, I don't know. Because he kissed were, both of them. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were his. They were his. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was his wife. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she tracked him down in Nelson. She's like, mate, you haven't been home for weeks. <laughs> hold these. And she walked off. <laughs> I've still got them today. Oh, that's great. Cute <laughs> little kids. Uh, well, we, we heard some great things about Cool Town, bro. Greymouth have been rallying hard to get us there. Um, Fonganui are, are, are organising like a big flash mob thing in the weekend to try and get some votes for Cool Town Bro. So we got confident before flash the show. Flash mob with the mongrel mob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got confident. Uh, we thought, you know, we thought everyone in Fonganui wanted us there. So before the show, we thought we'd call someone and, um, you know, and see how excited they were in the town about us coming. But it turns out not very. No. <laughs> no. Hello. Hello, 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 hello. No, not you again. You always sought me out. Oh, we were, we've phoned you before, have <laughs> oh, we? No. Sorry, we're coming to tell you we could be coming to your town to broadcast. Thanks to Helen Stein Brothers. <laughs> no, don't. I'm not going to be bothered with you today. I'm too busy. <laughs> hey, hey, do not end this phone conversation. We're trying to create some radio gold here with you. <laughs> I don't think that will happen. No, oh, it has. Is this why we keep phoning back? <laughs> <laughs> well, the first time you rang me, you tried to tell me that Camilla and Charles were coming to my place for afternoon tea. <laughs> Classic gag. Classic <laughs> that I remember that. Champagne radio. Yes, oh, the next time you wanted to know how I folded my undies when I took them away. What? I don't remember that at all. But all right. <laughs> how many times have we phoned you? Twice. Well, well, I, about and I remember undies. it very clearly. So. Well, you would if some weirdo's ringing you up and asking how you fold your undies. <laughs> so how do you fold them, <laughs> 
You asked me, did I fold them with the crutch going up in the middle and then put the either side over? And I said yes. Is that how you do it? That's how I always look for it. Always crutch first, sides over the top. Yes. What a weird thing for us to fight up about. Oh, you are weird, though, aren't you? Well, we could be bringing our weird our weird faces to come and hang out with you and broadcast from your house. No, thank you. Hey, we could fold underpants together. No. Make sure you got a clean pair on. We're coming. Down. <laughs> no, I'd especially leave them for two or three days if you were coming. <laughs> this is why we keep fighting back. Radio Gold. All right. Well, it sounds like you're not that keen to have us come to your town, but it's been great chatting for a third time. Thank you. All the best. Yeah, you too. Bye. If you want us to come to your town, just go to cooltownbro.com and vote for your town, and we could be folding undies with you at some stage. Hey. <laughs> John O'Ben and Sharon. On the edge. Just John O'Ben with you today. Sharon's sick, so Steph, we brought you in. You don't know what Kia you're ora. here for. No. Steph from uh, The Edge 30. Tonight's 7 o'clock. Fantastic show. Oh, I'll... fantastic show, especially on a Thursday night. I wouldn't imagine doing anything else on a Thursday except for <laughs> listening to our radio show. Oh, hey, hey, that's when our this TV is, show's this is, on. There's not much on TV on a Thursday <laughs> I was thinking, night. what sort of Thursday? <laughs> what does she mean by this? It's the 25th anniversary of Shoreland Street this Thursday. <laughs> oh, is that what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so, Steph, we, we wanted to get us a second opinion on mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Like our big boss at Tally, John McDonald. He gave us like an inspirational speech about the TV show today, mm-hmm. and and like thinking about it some more. John and I have been talking about. It, we're like, what does this mean? So we want to ask you what your thoughts are, and then we'll ask the mm-hmm. listeners as well. So he told a story about when he was little. He went to he was living on a, a farm, yeah. and he had like lamb and calf day. You know, when you used to bring along a lamb, and you had to get the best lamb. Okay. And, and he always wanted to win lamb and calf day, and he'd mm-hmm. bring along his pet lamb. And, and I had calf day at the gymnasium today. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> you never skip leg day, eh? No, I don't. Do you want to look at my calves? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I don't even go to the gym. <laughs> so he brought he brought this lamb along to lamb and calf day, and he, yeah. and he he didn't win the first year. And he was pretty gutted. So the next year he brought a lamb along again and didn't win. Mm-hmm. Three years in a row he brought a lamb along and he didn't win. It was a losing lamb. They ate it every time he lost. Well, I don't know about that, but anyway. That's but what then, happens. Oh, to no. no, no, we don't, no, we don't do know that. Jono's just trying to like make the story worse than it is. Uh, but then he was like, well, maybe because it's lamb and calf day, the next year I should bring a calf along. So he got a calf and he brought the calf along. And he lost again. No, he won. He won. He won. And then he was like, so take that with you. Take that, take that story. And we're like, well, and this what is does this story mean? The story, like, hmm. are we the lambs? Are we the, story? Are we the loser lambs you're about to eat? <laughs> and then next year there's going to be this amazing calf that goes and dominates well, the world. That's what we're worried about. Because it's confusing us, because we're like, oh, is it just like you just got to keep trying? But then he kept trying and it didn't work out. And Until so he completely changed his strategy and, and then, then he finally won it. Yeah. Oh. If you got that speech in an office environment, <laughs> yeah. how would you walk out of that room feeling? I'm confused. I'm a little bit bamboozled. Yeah. I don't know what the message of that story mm. is. We need some help uh, this afternoon because it's really bugging us. 0800 The Edge is the phone number 3343. Mm. What do you take out of that story? What? Are we the lambs to the slaughter? Uh, I felt like we we're about to be eaten because <laughs> we're the losing lambs well, and there's no point in keeping us round. Well, well, maybe. Guys, I've just turned vegetarian. This is like the wrong, bad conversation. How right? did you just turn vegetarian? Yeah. Well, I was a chickenarian first and I cut out all chicken and that was like Monday. Oh, right. And then. <laughs> Today. Have you just gone? Yeah, yeah, like just gone. And I'm doing really well. I had a smoothie for breakfast and eggs for and lunch. Did you have any chicken in the smoothie? No chicken in the smoothie. So now you're making me upset. I'm thinking about slaughtered lambs. Oh, well, you weren't thinking about them for the past 24 years. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, Steph. Sorry to traumatise you this afternoon. Oh, and under the edge is the phone number. Help Good us out with being a vegetarian. <laughs> what do you think the analogy means? Oh, hey, how are you guys? Um, I think it's the definition of, definition of insanity, um, doing the same thing over again with the same result. So you got to change it up. 
Oh, is that what he's is that what he's saying? So is he saying we keep doing the same thing over and over again? Yeah, I think he's saying that you guys are insane and you need to change it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, right. I think he's, I think okay, he's read something different than, it, than we had, but hey, everyone takes their own thing out of it. Amy, what did you take away from that analogy? Whoa, you know my name. <laughs> Whoa. She's like, this is buzzy, dude. <laughs> yeah, because you gave it to our producer just a minute ago. <laughs> but anyway, what did you take away what did you take away from the story, Amy? I reckon those two idiots are gonna be fine and replaced with better looking chicks this time next year. Oh right, well you are th- talking to the two idiots. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now uh, I think we should call John. This is our boss. Find out because we've been stewing on it all day. Do you reckon we get the uh, the words from the cow's mouth, so to speak? <laughs> what do you mean, so to speak? That's not even a saying. <laughs> no, I was going to say horse's mouth, and then because we're talking, oh, you know what I was trying to do? It didn't work out. It's called our boss, John McDonald. Hello. Oh, Johnny, Johnny back. It's John and Ben here. G'day, mate. Good to have you here. We're just, be, just reminiscing about a gra- the speech you gave us this morning in the office. It was inspirational. Thank you, mate. Yes. Although we have left a bit bamboozled. <laughs> We've walked out of there wondering what the analogy actually means. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, tricky. I can I can appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> so well, hang on. So what was the point of this? Like, what was it to brag about the fact that you won Lamb and Calf Day with a calf? Or was it to... Uh, oh, we, oh, what, what's, mixed messages, John. What's happening? Are we the loser lambs? <laughs> Guys, it's about perseverance, really. It's about, it's about triumph to adversity, sticking with it. Continuing on, even when you're not sure if you're going to ever make it fully. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds like we're about to be uh, made redundant live on the radio right now. It's like getting yourself through the dark times. Counselling. Just battling away. How do you pay your mortgage? <laughs> even when you aren't that good. <laughs> okay, so so we shouldn't look at it like we are the lambs and you're going to replace us with better, you know, calves next year? Uh, look. I mean, you know, everybody starts with lambs and they finish with calves. And if if they're lucky, they get the big purple championship ribbon, not just for obedience, but for grooming. <laughs> and that's what you guys need to think about. You need to think about grooming and, and obedience. Like this. Obedience yeah. and grooming, that needs to be at the top, <laughs> top of our priority list. Thank you, John. I, I think, to be fair, if I was you, you'd save a lot more money if you just employed two cows to host the show. They'd probably do a far better job. Oh, well, John, I don't know if I'm more confused now or less confused, but thank you so much, and we'll see you tomorrow for more inspirational words. John O'Ben and Sharon on the edge. Well, yesterday, you remember on the phone, uh, we spoke to someone who was uh, about to attempt to break the uh, record for the most amount of bungee jumps off the Auckland Harbour Bridge. Yeah, and I learned how to spell the word bungee. I always thought it was B-U-N-J-Y. It's B-U-N-G-Y. Yeah. Yes, it is. Fun fact. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fun fact. That's a fun, did you know how to spell the word bungee? No, I, I, I might have put two E's at the end, mate, oh, to be exactly. honest. Exactly. <laughs> so, I thought it was a J, not a G. G. It's a confusing word. But anyway. Let's uh, not get lost in this. <laughs> we all know how to spell bungee now. We've all achieved something, but if someone's achieved something uh, slightly more than being able to spell the word bungee. Uh, it's uh, Mike Hurd. How's it going, buddy? Yeah, guys, I'm, I'm really good. How do you spell bungee, Mike? <laughs> B-U-N-J-Y-G-Y. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Mike's in the middle of breaking the world record for the most amount of uh, of bungee jumps. You started last night at 7 o'clock. As Ben mentioned, we spoke to you yesterday. Uh, you were climbing up the Harbour Bridge. Nearly 24 hours later, yes. how are you feeling? How many jumps down are you? Have you got oh. sore testicles? <laughs> 
do you know what? I did catch the right one underneath one of my leg loops. Oh. And um, that has probably been the worst part, apart from scraping my thumb on a carabiner. Oh, oh. yeah. There's these bungee injuries. Isn't AJ Hackett would have had these back yeah, in the day. He would, would have. He would, he would well know what you're talking about. So how many times have you jumped so far? So uh, we broke the record last night, uh, which was the 159th jump at about 30 seconds at midnight. We've since doubled it and gone past that, and we're now at 341. Insane. So how are you feeling? Like, I mean, you know, like doing a bungee that many times, do you feel like your head's spinning a little bit or...? No, I don't. I've got a, a couple of sort of tender places on my legs where the, the leg loops of the harness uh, are you know, putting pressure. I've got one sore testicle, and uh, my head's pretty good. No, I'm I'm happy. It's it's kind of weird though. Like when I stop, it's when I start to feel crazy or a little bit weird. We were watching you on the uh, AM show this morning with Duncan Garner, and they did a, like a live cross to you. And then in the five minutes, I think they were they were talking on the bridge. You must have jumped about four times. They you just pretty much jump down. They sort of like harness you. You know, they pull the harness and they get you back up, and then you just jump straight back down again. Yeah, and that footage is probably a really good example of how uh, it should be done with a slick team because the guys here, uh, they're working a lot harder than me. Screw the team, mate. Screw the team. (laughs) Take the glory. Be the show pony. It's all about you. You're the one with your name in the title. That's what we've thrived off for a whole career. I'm trying to be be humble. It gets donations. Yeah, don't just screw humble, mate. You're a Kiwi hero. This is Mike Hurd done it all by himself. I heard heard he tied the bungee together with his bare hands. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I did, in my toes. <laughs> I heard one time he just jumped off without anything, but miraculously ended back up the top. Uh, yeah, before we let you go, because we know you've got to get back into it, you've got strict timings on how long you can leave before jumps, but um, how can people raise money again or help uh, donate towards mental health? So pick up your phone and text Bungie, the correct spelling, B-U-N-G-Y, to 2446. It's a $3 donation, or uh, get online to everydayhero.co.nz and then just search for Bungie and it'll come up. And he is a hero. We're doing it all by himself. All by no himself. one else. No support crew. <laughs> no team. Mike Hurd. Yeah, can, we get a, can we get a jump now on the radio? You could, but I'm sitting in a little office. Uh about to get some, um, what's it called, pawpaw ointment put on my butt. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. All right, well, let's listen to that. Let's listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get, you get back to let's it. start it now, bro, so we can, so we can <laughs> no. hear it. I'm keen to tune in. Let's get, get, get back to it. Uh, have you started rubbing yet? Hey, well done, well done. It's a, it's a great thing you and the team have done. Uh, yeah, and all for a great cause, so uh, keep it up, buddy. John O'Ben and Sharon. On the Edge. Shortland Street this week, 25-year anniversary, and joining us, one of the stars of Shortland Street, if not the top star, but we won't embarrass him. The big uh, dog. <laughs> Dr. Chris Warner himself, Michael Gelvin, great to see you. Oh, it's, it's an honour to be here, an honour. Am I the only one? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Clap, it's sorry. Clap, clap, clap. It's like it's an American talk show. I'll be here. Okay, cool. That's, uh, that's, that's an amazing achievement. Well done, 25 years. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, managing Do you care about it quiet. or you just keep... Just I keep do sh- care. I care yeah. a lot. But uh, the funny thing about Shawland Street is that you kind of, um, you know, we're all pretty busy, so you're kind of locked. You've got a bit of a goldfish brain and you're kind of really focusing on what you're doing at any given time you know you're focusing on the storyline of the moment you don't you don't really kind of sit back and 
think about the old days too much because you know what you, you're usually pretty too too busy to do that so actually it's quite nice this is one of the few opportunities you get to kind of look back and go oh yeah that's right they were on Shortland Street too you know 15 years ago and what's Martin Henderson doing now oh that's right he's really 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 famous yeah. <laughs> what is it you've, you've been part of many storylines over the years oh. what is the one that sticks out and you're like that was just insane there, there's none there's no one that sticks out you know there's so many they kind of merge into one but the, the the one that we were never happy with was when Chris, uh, he was brain damaged at the time, I admit, but he, he, he wants to have a baby with Rachel. And Rachel goes, oh, I don't want to have a baby with you. So why don't you have one with Grace Kwan? And, uh, and... And so she said, "Yeah, why don't you have sex with Grace Kwan and have a ba- and her have her baby? Yeah, nothing will go wrong there." And so there's all you know, these all supposedly intelligent people do this stupid, stupid, stupid thing, and we were all having to do this storyline, and we were going, "Yeah, but," and when in the end we just stopped saying, "Yeah, but I wouldn't do that," or "Yeah, but she wouldn't," and we just kind of went along with it. Yeah, it's a hell of a pitch session. <laughs> okay, so here we are. Here we are. We're just talking about your storylines. You've had so many of them over the years. So yeah. what we've done is we've compacted down. Oh no. A history of all of your on-screen relationships, <laughs> and we need you to fill in the blanks. Oh man, see so how you go. I'll try. I, I can't remember. But I'll do my best. Michael Galvin with us. Chris Warner ahead of uh, Sean Street's 25th anniversary tomorrow night. Okay, in 1992, Chris had an affair with the aerobics instructor, Jill. Yes. yes. Oh, oh, yes. oh God. Whilst, whilst still in a relationship with. Uh, well, he was still married to <laughs> Melanie, but he was having a relationship with Alison. Yes! yes! No, no, but he, no, he was, but he was still married to um, his because you caught off Melanie. the wedding to reconcile with his ex-wife Melanie. There you go. <laughs> Reconciliation was short, and Chris ended up back with uh, Alison. Yeah, well done. <laughs> However, the night before their wedding, Chris was drugged by uh, evil Daryl Ferguson. <laughs> and <lost laughs> <in a> bar. <laughs> he ended up missing the wedding yeah. and losing. Alison, yeah. Yes. Oh. He started to date. Um, Starts with a K. 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 Could also K. start with a C. K. Catherine. Do you oh, remember Catherine? Catherine? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Crazy Catherine. Yeah, she was bad. The doctor. Well, you discovered she was a murderer oh, and, and had a brief flirtation with. Uh, her, her taxi driver. Joe. No, Joe. Joe. But that, for that flirtation. <laughs> Joe. Who played Joe? No, the, the flirtation led to a baby. Uh, no, well, a car that, crash. A car crash. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Which, which led to Chris's addiction to morphine. Yeah, yes, well done. <laughs> While the couple briefly separated, Chris had an affair with the prostitute. What <laughs> <laughs> was the prostitute? <laughs> She remembered oh, her name. That's right. Oh my god! I, the, can't, the, I know she was the madam. She was the madam. Greta. Greta. <laughs> Greta Saunders. Oh, who also tried to poison Tony. <laughs> the relationship yes, broke down. Chris ended up uh, nearly dying in a fire, but afterwards started having an affair with someone again. Rachel. Yes. Well yes. He asked Rachel to marry him, but she declined. Chris then had a baby with Grace Kwan. Yes. Oh, yeah. To Rachel's disapproval, but she warms to it. <laughs> Chris then confronted his son Harry after discovering oh. the latter had been sexting and asked him the question. Please tell me that's not your penis. No, no, no. <laughs> the history of Chris Warner. <laughs> that was, you poor bugger. That, that was, was quite intense. That was taxing sorry. for you. Sorry. I, I totally remember about Greta. I just did not remember Greta. I don't even remember what we did last yeah. week on our TV show. <laughs> so that was very well. impressive. In fact, right now, if you want to play a game, uh, we've got Michael Galvin with us, Chris Warner, uh, 0800 The Edge. If you're a Shorty Street super fan, we're going to put you to the test against the, the oh, listener, Michael. Oh, no. Okay, cool. John O'Ben and
Sharon. On the edge. Joined by Dr. Chris Warner himself, Michael Galvin. Good to have you here. It's an honour to be here. Um, people have always have so many questions about Shorten Street. What's the most common one you get asked? Oh, that is a, that's um, a good question about the question. Yeah. What's, what's TK like? Oh, really? What's TK like? <laughs> what's he's TK he's like? a buff dude, eh? He's so buff. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's a cool guy. I love Ben. He's but a cool guy. He yeah. seems like he could snap at any moment, TK. <laughs> that's what I like about him. <laughs> the character-wise. The character. <laughs> the character. I don't know, I don't know what he's like as a person, but as a character, he's quite volatile. Isn't that's it? right. That's what you want. That's, what, that's, what, that's great yeah. for a drama. Uh, how long does it take to, to make a, an episode? Does it vary? Uh, well, it, it would average out to a, 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 um, an episode a day. That's what it, it, it uh, averages wow. out to. Yeah, that's a quick we, we've got to keep up with it, you know, because we only stop shooting. Uh, it only goes off air for three weeks at the end of the year, so we need to kind of be constantly keeping up with uh, with making it. Yeah, so that. Uh, so you don't get a lot of time to learn your lines, as far as a, a uh, Well, you kind of you get your scripts about three weeks in oh, advance, right. okay. and so you've got time to. You just have to budget your time properly, and yeah. you, if you've got a if you've got a big week, you know, you have to learn them. You know, you have to learn your lines kind of the week beforehand. If you've got a really light week, you could get away with learning them the day before. But I don't do that anymore. You're like I know that. how Chris wanted to. So, I mean, I've been him for a while. <laughs> no, it's kind of got the opposite. The longer I've been there, actually, to be honest, the earlier, the more, the earlier I start learning my lines because I, I know that uh, you know the, the more you know them, the, the better your performances. But oh, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. Because I uh, I heard a rumor that uh, some of the nurses, if they have forgotten their lines, they actually have them on the clipboard. The nurse <laughs> like, oh, seems like a great play. Yeah, that's probably happened along the way. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have it written on things. You know, actors have definitely had it written on things and clipboards and and behind things and. Okay, so what we're going to do? We've got we've got a uh, Shortland Street. Super fan on the phone. Awesome, uh, Kerry. Welcome to the show. We've got a Shorten Street super fan in you, don't we? Yes. Hi, Chris Waters. Hello, Kerry. Awesome. Thanks for watching Shorty Street. Super <laughs> oh, fans are awesome. No what we're going to do, Kerry, is we're going to have a bit of a, a game of word tennis, character tennis. Okay. Oh my god. Yep. So one for one, you take on a Michael Galvin and naming Shorten Street characters. Whoever is first to forget one loses. Take it away, Kerry. Rachel McKenna. Chris Warner. A good start. Kylie Brown. Oh, Kylie Brown. Harry Warner. Uh, Caroline Buxton. We're going full names. Sass Connolly. Kip Denton. Finn Connolly. (laughs) Tiffany Pratt. Frank Connolly. Shanti Kumari. She's going deep. She's going going deep. deep. You're so good at this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Boyd Rolleston. Donna Hecker. Um, you, haven't even, you haven't even named everyone on the show at the moment. <laughs> oh, I'm going through the building and I'm thinking of the dressing rooms. Have you stopped him? Uh, yes, oh. but you win. No, look, we have to give it to her because yeah. she is awesome. She's going to go all the way back through. I, I really think Kerry deserves to win that. Well, well, done. Uh, well done. Well done, Kerry. That is... Uh, you could have been learning other stuff, but you learned that. <laughs> I've been watching it since I was about five years old. It's, yeah, one of my earliest memories, Shortland Street. Is that right? Well, awesome. Favourite, favourite, favourite storyline that um, that uh, Michael Galvin's been involved, involved with? No, no, you're putting me on the spot. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah, just name your favourite <laughs> character, and it'd be quite helpful if you said <laughs> Chris Warner. It's TK. We know it's TK. Yeah, yeah. No! <laughs> 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 He's volatile. He's volatile. These Chris's a safe pair of hands. Let's see, you can't ride a flying fox. <laughs> Michael Galvin, always a pleasure seeing you. Congratulations, uh, Shortland Street, 25 yeah, years. Thank you, thank you very so much. Good. Thanks hope, to all the people who watch. Yeah, hope to see another 25 more. <laughs> yeah, you bet. John, Ben and Sharon. On the edge. Oh, Ben. Oh, Ben. What? 
you know what this music means? Oh, cliffhanger calls. Yeah. We uh, every now and then like to do this one because not everyone has a story worthy of a cliffhanger call. There's only the selected few that come through, and uh, this man got in touch with us on uh, on the Facebook page, John and Ben and Sharon Facebook page, so we thought, ideal. How Cliffhanger Calls works is we get a listener on, they tell their amazing story up until a certain point. You listening then decide if you want to hear the second part, the sequel, on 0800 The Edge. Mike's on the phone, welcome. Hello, guys, how are you? Oh, a bit shitty, mate, to be honest. Uh... Okay, well, quick, quick banging on about it. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to hear problems, Jono. Everyone just <laughs> wants to, to hear... cliffhanger call. All right, yeah, no, yeah. So I was meant to, meant to take the rubbish out. Oh, mate, Forgot no to one wants to hear your boring life. <laughs> Mike, we're going to hear a story from Mike about his, his dog, exciting life. Dog was barking early this morning, got up quite early. Anyway, you don't want to hear from me, Mike. No, 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 I've got a, I've got a lot better yarn than that. Okay, you, ta- um, you, you take so, it away uh, with your cliffhanger story. Okay, well, we were in LA, me and a, a bunch of my mates, and we hired out this hotel room. Had a kick-ass balcony, right? So we're out there on the balcony, we're partying, having a good time, being merry, overlooking the pool, overlooking the uh, LA city scope there. It was a divine night. It's a rap video with a whole bunch of white guys. <laughs> it, 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 all right, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, and that. And then we looked over, and we had kind of adjoining balconies, and there's these girls on the other side of the balcony, and they're going, hey, you know what? You guys are partying as well. You guys should come over. So me and the lads, we're like, this is ideal, you know. Like we haven't we haven't even had to leave the room, right? Not not even a Tinder swipe, and we we're already getting called over into <laughs> these ladies' rooms. So we're like, okay, cool. They're on the same level. So we're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. So we swing out in the hallway, take some drinks with us, knock on the door. Some, some larger kind of men answered the door, right? All right, big, and big, like, big what guys. What are you guys doing here? Yeah, like bouncers kind of type. Yeah. And they're going, what are you guys doing here? What are you guys doing here? And I go, oh well, the, the girls inside invited us over. So then the girls kind of push the bouncers away. They're like, come in, come in. Then. Next minute, there's like, it, it was kind of like what was happening was a rap video being filmed. It, it was like insane. Money everywhere. There was people playing poker. I sat down anyway, had a bit too much to drink. I swiped like the poker table clear of all the cards, all the chips. They're furious. So they're like about to literally punch my head in. You'll oh. never guess who was in the room though, who was literally about to punch my head in. Oh, is that where we're going to leave Is this the cliff? Oh. Well, if you want me to tell you, I'm more than happy to tell you. Well, no, no, that's not the format of the segment. Yeah, well, I'd love to okay, hear the rest, on. but it's not up to us. It's up to you guys. 0800 The Edge, tell us if you'd like to hear the rest of the cliffhanger call. Do you want to hear the second part of the story? Ooh, okay. Why did you have to think about that? <laughs> Michaela, do you want to hear the second part of the story, the cliffhanger calls? I want to hear the second part of the story. Oh, oh, all right. Two from two, Mike. We'll be back with Mike and the second part of his story. Whose poker chips did he knock onto the ground in LA? We'll find out next time. I on reckon the edge. it was Barack Obama. John O'Ben and Sharon. On the edge. We've, got, we've had a great first part of the story from Mike, who uh, joins us back on the phone. Mike, just to recap in a couple of sentences. What okay, happened? A little recap here for you. We're in an LA hotel room. I've walked into a party that can only be described as something like a little Wayne video clip. There's a bunch of guys, huge guys, playing poker. They've invited me to sit down. I've had a little bit too much to drink. I've swiped the table, so all the money, all the chips have uh, gone over the table. One gentleman's flipped the table up in disgust with my attitude and uh, how I've handled the game. Uh, And I'm up against the wall with a a huge guy with his uh, hand around my neck. Oh, and so who was the person? Yeah, because everyone has voted um, pretty much 100% on the text machine and on the phones. They want to hear the rest of the story. Who was the person? Okay, so the person, not with his hand around my neck. This was uh, his uh, his security, let's just say. But uh, the person who didn't see so favourably in uh, in my way was, uh, was none other than Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, and I played poker with him. Fair enough, it wasn't, well, it was probably half a hand before I, uh, before I got escorted out. But, uh, but yeah. 
Do you play? Uh, definitely uh, wanted to put his fist through my face. So what? So you knocked over like the, the, the chips off the table that Dr. Dre was playing a game of poker in, and then they were like, they were gonna, they were gonna get you. But how'd you talk your way out of that? Well, actually, then the girls who I'd met previously, like I told you, I got invited into the hotel room by the girls, came to my aid. Uh, it's not the first time that a woman's come to my aid when I've been in a uh, in a predicament, and uh, they uh, they calmed everyone down. Uh, then uh, obviously that was uh, the end of that chapter. Although I did get his um, PR uh, company, uh, his uh, person in charge, his email, and they did send me some headphones. Wow! It's not some apology headphones, some sh- so some hush headphones. Just <laughs> I think ca- it was some hush headphones, just in case I ever rang up a radio station and, just and told everyone the uh, story. And, and now you're listening cool. to the show through those Mate, hush headphones. You're an uninvited guest. You turned up. You, you ruined a, probably a high stakes poker game. Doctor Dre wanted to send you to the hospital. <laughs> I'm more angry I didn't fill my pockets with cash. To be honest, <laughs> that is insane. So did you get to talk to him? Uh, no, uh, I said as little as I could and just, uh, well, I, it was more just, sorry, 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 sorry. Hey, that, uh, that counts as, as many times as I could. That counts as a conversation in my eyes. Even though you're profusely <laughs> apologising, sorry, 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 that's a tick in our box. You played, uh, nearly played a game with Dr. Dre and he nearly punched your lights out. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's my yarn. That's my tale. Oh, heck of a cliffhanger call. Well, well done, Mike. Done. Well done. Thank you. I'm taking a bow. I'm taking a bow. Thank you for sharing that with us. And uh, well done. I'm getting through the second part of the cliffhanger. That was another fine John O'Ben and Sharon podcast. If you need more of them in your life, try the John O'Ben and Sharon 24-7 channel on the Rover app. And listen live on the edge three till seven weekdays.